This past week we had, I just want to, we had Extreme Faith Camp and it was a wonderful time. And I want to acknowledge the youth who are here and also the leaders of them who are here at this Mass. Instead of taking it easy and trying to sleep in, relaxing there, had a week of prayer after all, being with the Lord, they're here worshiping God at Mass. That's a wonderful blessing for us to see that witness of God, their love for God, that is. It's wonderful for us to see. And of course, I encourage all of you to attend, as a, either as a leader or as a participant, being a camper or a core team or any of those kind of ways to help participate in it. It's a fantastic week. Fantastic week. Our youth ministers do a very good job here at leading our youth to love God and to encounter Jesus, especially in the Blessed Sacrament. Praise God. Praise God. If you know me, I love hockey. I like hockey. I played for 13 years when I was back, when I was younger, four, when I was four years old to age 17. I love watching the wild as well play. One of those things I don't get to do very much around here. I don't have cable. Hint, hint. <laughs> if you ever want to come, invite me to watch hockey, I would love to. You don't have to. So I played hockey when I was back, when I was in my younger years. I feel like an old man now, being up here talking about my younger years. But I love hockey so much that I, my, my, my dad, it came to a point where my dad and mom couldn't uh, handle paying for that anymore because it was so expensive. The, year, the season at that time cost around $400 per season for the wintertime season to play hockey. And right now, I'm not sure how much it's growing to, but it's expensive. So my dad had said, Joe, I think you're going to have to get a job. And so at age 10, I th- we sent flyers around my neighborhood, my parents' neighborhood, and then I started lawn mowing. And I had two lines for my first year, a couple years, and that grew, that grew to being 14 by the time the fifth year came. So I was doing 14 year, lines a week, which was pretty good money. I would walk around my mower around town. They'd be like, my next door neighbor would be like, are you walking your mower? Like I'd be walking a dog, you know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm walking my, my, walking my mower around town. It was, fan, it was great. I couldn't drive up until a certain point at that time. So I needed to walk around. Whatever transportation I can get, I would take. But so then, so I love hockey. Also, I love history too. I love going to various historical sites and reading about them. I also love learning about history, especially local history and my own family history too. And when you put both of those together, we know that back in 1980, there was an Olympic hockey team that was known for the miracle of holding off the Soviets, of winning the Soviets, the U.S team was very much an underdog team. They had like a ragtag group of amateur hockey players. These Soviets were professionals. They were like the NHL players back in that time. And yet we were playing against them. We held them off to a 4-3 win in that game. Al Michaels, the producer, the one of the speakers, 
of the game had said, Do you believe in miracles? Yes! We believe in miracles because the hockey team won, the Soviets, our U.S. hockey team won. But yet, like I said, the U.S. team was their underdogs against the Soviets. And what was beautiful, what was awesome about that is they got to, they played Finland in the last game, in the, in the gold medal game, and they won them too. As they took away the gold medal now, back in 1980. The U.S. team was, were, they were definitely underdogs in that tournament, especially the Soviets, against the Soviets. But yet they won. We can, we can see this kind of thing in our own spiritual lives too, that we are underdogs. That we are underdogs, especially against the world, the flesh, and the devil. That lot, these things are way too overpowering for us to handle by ourselves. But yet, with God on our side, he can, take, he can have miracles take place in our lives. We can be the conquerors. He is the victor. We see here in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, the first reading, he says the phrase, but the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. God is the mighty champion. Or those, these three elements. We see here that Jeremiah is recalling what he's hearing from various people around him. Even his friends are against him. If you know the prophet Jeremiah, his life was not easy. It's pointing people to the Lord. Pointing people to having a relationship with him. And repenting of their ways. They fell away from the Lord quite a bit. And yet Jeremiah was sent to minister to these people bringing them to the back to the Lord and giving a, a message of repentance. He says, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side. Denounce, let us denounce him. And then he goes, all those who are my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped. Then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. They want to kill him. They want to hurt him. They want to put him down. They want to stop him with what he's doing. But yet we see here the Lord is with me, he says, like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble, they will not triumph. And then he goes on to say at the end, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. That's all we need to do when we come across these various powers that are against Jesus, against the gospel, the world, the flesh, and the devil, is all we need to do is become poor in the sight of God. And we have to humble ourselves saying, Lord, I trust you. I don't have it in me by myself. I am the underdog here in this fight. But yet you, Lord, are the victor. You are the king you are the mighty champion who will be able to overcome these various forces that are against you in this world. Even when we come across people, when we come up to, when we live with the Lord, we'll come across situations where we are nervous, where we get afraid. And the Lord in his mercy and love is saying in the gospel, even fear no one. Do not be afraid 
of being a witness for me. And that's why I love these youth who are here at Mass because they are witnesses of this. And they're not afraid of that. With God, they are powerful. With God, they can do anything. And then we even see here in the, in the book of Romans in St. Paul's writing, the, when we come across sin in our lives, sometimes we come to confession regularly and we confess the same sins. We confess the same sins that we think, we think that they're overpowering us and they, don't, they have their final say over us because we're confessing the same things, Father. But yet we have, to re- we have to remember this phrase, we have to remember is Paul's message, that the gift is not like that transgression. That the gift of Jesus coming into the world, showing us the mercy of the Father, is not like the sin that we commit. It's so much greater than that. That the sin we commit is an, a drop, and like in St. Faustina says, like a drop in the ocean of God's mercy. That Jesus is the victor. He is the one who reigns over sin and death. He took that upon himself, yes, when he came into this world. But yet, through his death and resurrection, he became the conqueror, the mighty champion. That's a great reason for hope. That's a great reason to say, Lord, I trust you. Help me to do so. We have a great, mighty champion in our God. Let's ask and let's trust him. Let's remember that. And let's ask our Lord as we come to this altar and as we go forth from here to trust that he is our mighty champion who has conquers all things.